call, you want another number in my phone I'ma tell you straight, if we go hard, ain't going home Fill up a car, you and me be drinking it up Capital Sports on Moscow's Capital Event tonight. I am Alan Moore and as always I'm your co-host with my co-host from around the world and one of them is here in the studio with me right now, Mr Andy Mack. You are very welcome. I'm, I'm, I am Andy Mack, yeah. It's been a long week. I think I'm still Andy Mack. <laughs> it's a, it's a whistling weird one. So, folks, we're going to, uh, as always, give you the very best roundup of sports news, especially around the world, and of course, especially from Russia, because there is a lot to talk about. We'll go through it now in just a moment with Andrew Flint and Isol Cody, our legal eagle. So she's going to keep us all in line. In part two, we're going to go all the way to La Belle France to. No, I'm not, that's not a racist way to say it, is it, France? No, Belle France? No, it's okay? I didn't notice anything until you mentioned it. Okay, all right. So, uh, sorry, so my, my terrible uh, attempt at a French accent. Uh, we're going to go to Thierry Henry. Stephen McLaren does Alan Moore. <laughs> does Stephen McLaren. <laughs> uh, so, yes, yeah, so we're going to go over to Paris uh, Paris, and uh, speak with Thierry Villery, of course, from uh, Stade 2. He is, of course, a leading sports journalist in France. Um, and then, of course, in part three, we are going to have our Big Fat Filthy quiz. Uh, of course, we're speaking with, I should say, we're going speak with Andrew Flint uh, about the Russian Premier League and uh, things with the Russian national team and with Isol Cody about the Carabao Cup and the uh, English Premier League as well. Um, now, folks, before we, we get going, we know that there's an elephant in the room. 
uh, that is not Andy Mack. <laughs> that is not me. We know that there's an awful lot moving right now in the world of sports, in the world in general. Uh, we have always, always been very fair with you guys because we're, we want to play it straight down the line. We want to do it as honestly and decent as possible. So we're going to try and look at the situation in the world of sports, what's happening, what's not happening. We're not going to mess you around. We're going to give it straight to you all because you deserve it. And that's what we've always done. So we've never, you know, we've always been on... Uh, you know, I say down the middle, not on either side of the fence. So we're going to go through that today because um, we have to as well be careful because things move very, very quickly. Um, but we're going to get on with it. Uh, OK, so quick look at the Russian Premier League. You know, we're 3-0 winners in the Moscow Alpes Derby against Hilke yesterday. A very nice, uh, touching thing, um, a, a tribute played to Andre Verona yesterday, uh, who wasn't available at the game. Uh, Spartak lost 2-0 to Tsiska. Uh, Andy Mack uh, got that one very, very wrong, disgracefully wrong, embarrassingly wrong. It just shamed us all to death. Like, I mean, there's nothing worse than that. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. Apart from Spartak's performance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They were, they were tragic. But the new coach, Vanioli, is like... Uh, very, very fiery. Very Ex-Rangers, fiery. I remember him being quite fiery. Even, even, As a player? Yeah, five games I think he played for Rangers. Jesus Christ, okay, that's something, right. Uh, of course, the locomotive Krasnodar game was postponed, uh, so we there's no information as of yet when that game will be played, okay? And quick look, of course, during the week, there will be uh, a whole series of cup matches. We're in the uh, round of eight. So, Dino, they are playing on Tuesday. Uh, Dino, uh, sorry, Dino playing Nizhnovgrad at home, that's eight o'clock. On Tuesday, uh, Siska are away to Sochi, but again, that is under question. Uh, that is on Wednesday at 6 o'clock. Spartak Kuban, that is on Wednesday, also 8 o'clock. Lokomotiv Vienna say we have tickets to give away for that, plus 795-1111. Okay, plus 795-1111053. Hashtag Capital Football to get two VIP tickets for that match. That's Lokomotiv Vienna say that is at 6.15 on Thursday. Rubin Rotor. I'll actually be commentating that game, Andy Mike. Ruben Rosa. Yeah. You're going to mention Schmeichel's overhead kick. Ah, no. I'm just going to. No, no. I'm just going to commentate. But I will be commentating on that for our listeners around the world. You actually, if you hear the English voice, it is me, unfortunately. Okay. Um, now, looking at the Russian Premier League after this weekend's round of matches, Dinamo. They're top of the table. They're on 39 points, one point. Uh, <laughs> ahead of Zenit St. Petersburg. Zenit, of course, have a game in hand. They also won't be playing a game uh, this week, correct? Yeah, their game was cancelled as well. Uh, or postponed. Sorry, no, they're playing tomorrow. They're playing <coughs> Ruby tomorrow. Yeah, they're yeah, playing Ruby yeah. tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah, there he goes. He introduced himself. Andrew Flint, you're very welcome onto the show. <laughs> Coughing, <laughs> spluttering uh, into the show. Uh, a very warm welcome. And uh, look, Andrew, Dinamo top of the table um, on 39 points. Siska uh, are in fourth on 33 points. Loco are in seventh mm. on 28. Spartak still bo- in the bottom half on 23 points. Himki rock bottom on 14. Um, it's good for Dinamo to go top, but I mean, I, I, I call it for Zenit. We all did call it for Zenit. Do you think it'll be a, maybe Dinamo might have a chance? Well, um, the man who always turns up in the big games scored a brilliant goal on his second debut for Dynamo. He could be the man to prove us all wrong, um, and a certain host in particular. Um, but okay, no, I admit that I was wrong uh, on that. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to stick up for my fellow Dandy Andy here. You know, you gave him a bit of a slating just now, so I'll uh, I'll, I'll criticise your predictions too. No, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Zenit will still win. I'm very confident of that. But I do think Dinamo are going to wrap up second place 
uh, pretty easily, to be honest. Tesco were very impressive yesterday. Um, the new signings, a whole new midfield. Um, I mean, Jesus Medina looked the weak link off the four of them, but uh, Yusuf Jezinti and, uh, and uh, Jorge Carascal were brilliant, in my opinion. Um, so, you know, they'll, they'll do well, but Dinamo, good, but I don't think they're going to win it still. OK, uh, we're going to quick look ahead to next week's, next weekend's round of matches. Now, again, folks, there could be changes in yeah. that. Uh, Tsitska home to Novgorod. That is on Saturday, 7 o'clock here in Moscow. Loco hosting Himki on Sunday. That's at 2 o'clock. Dinamo and Spartak. That's on Sunday at 7 o'clock. Uh, Andy Max, straight away to you. Um, home team always wins the derby. That was only referring to the one I got wrong last week. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> you, 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 do you think that Dinamo are going to beat Spartak this weekend? Uh, follow, next weekend, excuse me. Um, no. I think Spartak now have to come out and, and, and prove something. I think a draw, score draw. A score draw? Uh, okay. Um, Andrew Flynn, Siska, Nizhnovgrad. Uh, mm-hmm. Is that a handy three points for Siska? Yeah, definitely. I'm very impressed with the new boys and Nizhny. They only only got a, a result against Ural because of two red cards, so don't read anything into their win this weekend. Okay, uh, Loco Himki, uh, I'll stick with you on that, uh, Andrew Flint. Do you think that Loco mm-hmm. have just a bit too much for our uh, Moscow Oblast rivals? Yeah, you'd have to say so. Himki are not looking like they're getting out of relegation. Um, no, interesting to see how Jan Kulster does in competitive games, but he was good in pre-season or winter training, so I think Loco to win comfortably. Okay. Uh, all right. So we're going to uh, move on uh, right now. Of course, Isol Koja Legal Eagle is waiting for us in Dublin. Uh, she is, we should say, she is asymptomatic with COVID. So uh, whatever you do, put your mask over your ears so she doesn't spread her virus to all of you. Um, my apologies for that. Uh, and of course, um, as her, her other half, Brian, I, see, I didn't say better half. I said other half. Her other half, Brian, uh, said that he thought he was losing his taste, but then he figured out that it was what, Liesl? It may have been something to do with my immense cookery skills. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, love, loves young. Okay, anyway, right. um, Let's not go with young. (laughs) I I know how you stopped there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, um, the Carabao Cup final is going to penalties right now. People were, (laughs) I've seen this like Eminem Begley who is reporting. uh, I think he's he's a Leitrim man uh, from Ireland and he's reporting for BBC. And he said that was one of the best nil-nil games you'll ever see in the EFL. Carabao Cup final was it a good game Isolt? Um, I will have to say look the last 25 minutes um, prior to extra time it was getting quite interesting in the sense that you're going this is going to penalties is it going to penalties be too disallowed goals over the course of the match um, offsides actually maybe we had more now that I think about it um, I obviously have moved room for this purposes but um, it wasn't a great first half once you know there's jeopardy coming, it gets a bit more exciting. But it was more so a case of who wasn't going to make a mess out of it and who, I suppose, now we've got penalties, which makes it more interesting and will retrospectively consider it a great game. And they oh. have started. They have started? Liverpool have converted their first. Okay. And? That's it. Okay. Very much right. He started and he finished. Right. Of course, Kepa, of course, the uh, Chelsea keeper, he stopped two penalties against Villarreal in the mm. Super Cup final. So, uh, yeah, there's a chance for, for Isla to be gloating. Interesting guys. Interesting guys being brought on by um, Liverpool in extra time. I don't know if I'd be thinking of them as penalty certs, but 
that's where we stand now. Clearly, they've started well. I know. I remember it was like we used to have like a reserve keeper and they always brought him in uh, when it came out to penalties and they won. <laughs> they won every single time. Uh, OK, so, um, all right. Now, looking, of course, in the English Premier League, uh, mm-hmm. West Ham winning 1-0 against Wolverhampton Wanderers. A much-needed three points for West Ham. Spurs sacking poor El Marcelo Bielsa. He's gone. No Win- one thought that Spurs were going to cost anyone a manager at the weekend other than their own. So right, this no, 4 nil, 4 nil. It's 1-1, <laughs> one, one, by the way, in the penalty shootout right now. Andy Mack just told me. So 2-1 uh, to Liverpool. Um, Isold, Spurs, Spurs are on a bit of a rampage at the moment. Now, they're, they're baiting teams that are, you know, so-so in the league. Um, do you think that they, you know, because I was speaking during the week that they, they are looking to push for fourth place would you think they could, or is that sewn up for, say, United? I'd, well, after United's uh, draw yesterday, I would think possibly not. But I think Spurs, like, look, yesterday was a fantastic result against a team who are now only two spots above the drop zone and who have sacked their manager. But we have to put it in context. Their up-and-down nature, their manager one minute praising the players, the next minute saying that they're a basket case of a team... Like it doesn't instill much confidence or hope, and like we'll take results like yesterday. I think with a grain of salt, because until you see a consistent run of form and backroom noises that suggest everything is good in the camp, you can't really rely on it. Okay. Then again, if you're united, you can't rely on anything. That's true. Okay, Man City, of course, top of the table, six points. They are mm-hmm. uh, with a game in hand. Or sorry, they've game less over uh, Liverpool. They're six points ahead. Um, Liverpool said they're in second. Uh, Chelsea, well, I mean, it is just a, a two-horse mm. two race at the moment. Uh, Chelsea are in third place. It is 2-2, by the way, in the penalty shootout. Andy Mack just uh, updated me. Chelsea in third uh, on 3-2. Uh, sorry, 3-2 in that penalty shootout. Uh, thank you very much, Andy. I thought you were showing me something else for a moment. You were showing me fingers. I was like, what? How many fingers? Right. Um, Didn't want to give victory away. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so Chelsea in third on uh, 50 points. Man United three points uh, behind, but they have two games played in hand over Chelsea. West Ham, of course, even number of uh, uh, games played as Man United under two points behind. Arsenal, though. Arsenal are an interesting one, okay? Okay, Spurs, as we know, they're in seventh place. They're in 42 points, five points off Man United in fourth place. They have two games in hand, but Arsenal have three games in hand over West Ham and United. Um, I'm going to ask Andrew Flint on that one. Andrew, do you think that, you know, having those many games in hand, you have to win them, but is it, like, a bit difficult for United, or for Arsenal at the moment? Well, I mean, I'd say the fact they've got three games in hand is, is definitely a decent side. When you've got one game in hand, I don't really see it as an advantage. Um, I mean, I think Arsenal have certainly enough quality. Getting rid of Aubameyang was probably a good move for them. Always doing well at Barcelona so far, anyway. I think they have more quality in depth than West Ham, just about. Um, I am a bit worried about them. They're probably our nearest challengers, uh, I would suggest, Manchester United for fourth. Manchester United have got no faith in them whatsoever, being consistent, though, so it's anybody's really for top four, I'd say. Okay. Um, all right. Let's move move on. Of course, the Europa League, uh, Spartak are in action uh, this coming week. Uh, yeah, is this week? Is that right, Andrew Flint? Yeah. Andrew? Uh, yes, on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, on Thursday. Now, the uh, the home leg looks like it is four three. Yeah, four four three. Yes, yeah. so or four three in the uh, penalty shootout. Uh, it does look like um, this. Uh, the game is going to be played in Baku. Um, you know, kind of in, in a neutral venue. Uh, 
in the background, of course, we have the Czech Republic, Poland and Sweden all refusing to play Russia in the World Cup playoffs. Um, Isol, I'm going to ask you on that. Like, you know, when we, we, we always decry here sports boycotts and punishing athletes and punishing teams, punishing fans, uh, punishing countries. Um, you think that, you know, I, I, just to play devil's advocate, the fact that uh, these you know, three teams say we're not going to play Russia, that FIFA should just go, or UEFA, sorry, who are willing to say, okay, fine, walk over to Russia, Russia goes straight to Qatar. Would I you? think that's the, the difficulty here is there are rules in place, and unless there is a policy coming from the governing body of a sport, individual teams making a choice, however unpalatable it may be to them, to feel that they're making a decision based on other circumstances, ultimately the rules of the game will stand unless the governing bodies say, actually, here's what we're going to do and we have a policy on this. And as matters stand, a team refusing to play a game in most sports, irrespective of any other circumstances, has the result of being a forfeiture of that result. Now, the question becomes, at what point will the sports, as matters stand again with the way things are currently, um, at what point does it become a case of a sport has to say, look, we need to look at this as an overall matter and come up with an actual position? Because right now, sports governing bodies do not have a formalised position within their rules. OK. Uh, Andy, Andy, you had... OK, it's 4-4 in a penalty shootout. Uh, and you just pointed about Azerbaijan. Uh, I was just thinking, you know, when you've got governing bodies that are making these decisions, if you roll back to the Chelsea-Arsenal um, Europa final, that they picked, mm-hmm. they picked Azerbaijan and didn't move it, yeah. knowing that there was going to be an Arsenal player that A, wasn't allowed in the country and a number of fans weren't going to be allowed to attend. So are these the people that we should really be expecting to make the right decision in these cases? I'm not so sure, because knowing that you were going to be denying a player simply because of his nationality to, to enter into a country, bonkers. Yeah, I, 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 Andrew Flint, um, just want to ask you on this, of course, we've seen that Roman Abramovich has signed yeah. over Chelsea to trustees, so he's kind of like stepped back from uh-huh. it, you know, which is like, a, like well, I mean, we, we can comment well, on it, but it's the same, 5-5, five, five, by the way, in the penalties, we can comment on what we, we, we want, mm. but I mean, it's the same as a US president getting elected and handing it over to, like, trustees, and we saw that uh, a certain president didn't do yeah. that quite as uh, as he should, <laughs> but, but, um, at the same time, Andrew, there's, um, sorry, Lisa, I'm just going to say, Andrew, that, that, I mean, there's different Russian banks who are, and of course, RJ as well, who are sponsoring uh, Russian clubs, and they have been put under sanctions. It could be difficult mm-hmm. for some of the Russian clubs, uh, Andrew, and I'll come back to you on this, Cecil, as well. Well, yeah, I mean, we're, we'll, we'll see how it plays out and how much effect it actually has. I mean, the clubs have done their business bringing in players um, over the winter break, or well, dinner, I mean, not so much, obviously, but I'm not so sure how much effect it's going to have in the short term, but it depends how long these sanctions last. Um, so it's, it's, it's one we've got to play by ear, I think, but hopefully it won't affect the players who are blameless in all of this. Yeah, we saw that uh, Rakitsky, the, of course, the uh, Ukrainian player for Zenit, was given some time off. Uh, again, a uh, humane thing to do in, in uh, given the situation and supported by his club as well. I mean, there's been, you know, that's a, a very positive thing. You would expect the Zenis, we, we, we've slagged off the Zenis fans, Dino fans, Spartak fans, you know, and local fans as well, and Cisco fans, but, you know, they've been well behaved in, in this situation. Isil, uh, you were just mentioned about the, the trustees. Um, is it just a legal way to sort of like step back so as not to, like, you know, put the club into administration or basically bankrupt them? 
Well, I suppose we also have to factor in that this isn't a structure that has come into place overnight. This is a complex structure put in place where loans existed between a company and another company. Um, so from an ownership point of view, this was put in place years ago and possibly prior to previous issues Roman had with um, attending the UK. This is likely to be a sensible way for a person with a high net worth to ensure that there is a separation between their personal assets and a company which is running, let's say, a club. In terms of trustees, the trustees are now a separate body again. So I think if there's a suggestion about sanctions, they need to factor in the fact that trustees are separate from a company that is also separate from a company they got a loan from. So there's a lot of degrees of separation here. Okay. I think in football, what what we're more likely to see in football in terms of it's not going to be governing bodies making decisions on forfeiture. It's going to be sponsors who have sanctions imposed on them potentially not being able to be involved in the game. That's well, where we're going to well, see Well, we that. saw Gazprom with uh, Schalke and Aeroflot with Manchester United. Yeah. There will be more to come. Okay, Isolt, listen, take care of yourself. Get well soon. Uh, we'll talk with you, of course, next week. And Andrew Flint will be back. I'll improve my cooking. Very, very good. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep tabs on that. Right, uh, and of course, Andrew Flint will be back with us in the Big 50 quiz. We're going to go out to the break right now, coming back with Thierry Villary. We're going to get out with One Republic and Love Runs Out. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
лучшее завершение уикенда на Capital. Каждое воскресенье в 11 вечера провожаем отличный уикенд. Встречаем новую неделю. A very warm welcome back to Capital Sports on Moscow's Capital FM. I'm Alan Moore, your co-host, and of course, Andy Mackie here with you in the studio. It was nine all in the penalty shootout in the Carabao Cup, correct? It was. And now? It's now ten all. Ten all, very, very good. So it was going down to the worst. So the goalkeepers going to have to take their shots now. So that's going to be the fun. So this is where it could all tell. Okay, of course, this segment is brought to you in association with our partner, Match Business Consulting, Russia's number one sports business consultancy. Uh, okay, so. Sorry, I'm out of breath because I had to run to the bathroom. It was very, very quick. Sorry, I might as well say it, Andy. Come on. I mean, we're all human. Anyway, I did, run, I did wash my hands, by the way. Uh, but I ran down. That's are they right. dry, though? Yeah, they're, no, they are dry now, yeah. Um, so, folks, um, the whole situation that we've, we've had, we've, of course, we've covered the Winter Olympics and we've spoken about last week and what was happening. And some of the most intelligent and actually humane commentary on it came not from Russian commentators, came not from British or American. It actually came from people who you know, have, have, have a very, let's just say, sceptical view of sports. And also they're honest enough to say, you know, sports is quite difficult uh, to sort of to comment on or to basically follow or to work in because there's so much, you know, dirty business behind the scenes. Um, and we're delighted to have on to discuss the departed Winter Olympics and of course an awful lot more B-sides uh, especially the, the current situation with uh, Russia and the world of sports uh, he is a journalist with France 2 or sorry Stade 2 and uh, a great friend of Capital Sports uh, Liverpool won by the way Liverpool have won they've won the penalty shootout 11-10 so Thierry Villery you are welcome back onto Capital Sports oh, I'm very glad to spoke on the Vladimir FM Oh uh, my one God. more time. <laughs> and you? you are very good. Listen, Thierry, I want to say that you know, we have to be very careful, right? Very, very careful, because this time two years ago, you were also on, and we were having a, a laugh and a joke, and we were talking about a number of different things, including uh, motor doping and cycling, like a whole wide yeah. range of things. And you were out for dinner, right? You were out for dinner. And yeah. when, when, I, when we called, you answered the phone and you went, <laughs> Alan, I have COVID. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Yes. No, I, I'm, I'm yes. doing your accent. I'm sorry. But like, I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but you did. That's what you said to me. I have COVID. And then a week later, bang, we're all locked down. I'm like, God damn it, Thierry Villery. Don't do this to us, please. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Terry, first of all, um, how were the Winter Olympics? Because it seems so strange, even stricter than Tokyo, which was very, very strict. Uh, and you told us about that as well. What was Beijing like? Because it looked very, very strange. Uh, for me, it was a life uh, as a, a rabbit in a laboratory, you know, because you were locked down uh, every day in your hotel with the police at the entry. So you cannot go out just for 10 meters in the streets. So you go to work with a, with a, a driver, with your, your car and your driver. You go to work. For me, it was at the Alpine Skying. Very nice uh, view and sights, <laughs> etc. You come back with the, the driver in the car, your car. 
at the entry of the the hotel they they took a picture of uh, uh, of the car they shut the door and you cannot go out and uh, and that's it it was it was this for it, it was that for me for uh, 20 days 20 so, days so i i don't complain because we were in a five stars uh, hotel <laughs> uh, i'm journalist uh, I, I, i love my job etc i'm not uyghur i'm not ukrainian etc etc because but it's just to explain how it was how strict it was for us Well, th listen, there's, there's a lot worse places to be. And you're, you're right. I mean, there's so many people who are like suffering right now. And we, like, we, you know, we, we're looking at like in any kind of conflict or, or war zone, nobody, nobody yeah. wins. There are only losers. We know that only too well. Yeah. And I said, I know too well. I grew up with this in Ireland and I grew up with this whole situation. So, yeah. you know, I, I, you know that. Yeah. It, it, yeah. And it, it's horrible. I am. Um, And, you know, I lived for, in Croatia for four years and, and I know, like, the, the stories and the, the way that people went and there's, there's no, how I say, there's no, not such things, there's no good guys, but everyone has something to do. And for me, war is like sport, except not as dirty. Now, I mean, that sounds really silly, but like, it's just that like, there's no winners. But um, I want to speak a bit just with this in in um, in the Winter Olympics with uh, Valeva, Camilla Valeva. Um, yeah. We gave her coaching staff a real kicking here on the show. We really, you know, yeah. and her mother. You're right. Uh, I mean, I agree. Uh, I mean, the, the, we we know. Listen, we're the first to say, and this isn't what about, by the way. We know that at that level of elite sport, there are there's nobody clean. They're, they all have to do something and it's, you know, to get back up and the pressure on their bodies, especially these young kids and so on, the pressure on their bodies that they have to be helped and have to be supported. But yeah. um, 15 years of age, that was horrific. Yeah, yeah it's, it's terrific. But, you know, this, uh, uh, we, we have to remind that this case is very close to meldonium because it is close to the same medic. So it means that after meldonium, after the suspension of the, the Russia of, uh, because of the doping uh, at the Olympics, they didn't read nothing about these lessons because it goes on the same way. So they use kids to win uh, medals, like Eteri, the coach of uh, yeah. figure skating. Okay. They use They use kids, they use uh, girls, men. When 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 they, they 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 cannot win anymore, they just throw out in the in the garbage. Okay, that's the, because the, the 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 culture of the Russian sports didn't change, yeah. but it, it's the same in Kenya. It's the same for maybe I don't know if uh, around Nike. In USA, if something changed after Salazar case, so uh, that that's it. We have to understand that there is after uh, above this uh, Valieva case, there is a problem of uh, doping with the WADA. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry, you're going to say because because you know? I, I, I this is something that's interesting for me. The problem with doping with WADA is it that they're afraid to lose money or lose control of the money or lose control? 
Um, I think that uh, the Olympic movement and more with uh, this war is, uh, I think, is at the crossroads. Uh, because after, uh, since the last uh, 30 years, a lot of uh, countries, towns, uh, fight to get the Olympics. Now it's changing. And now, how can you refuse to uh, a country like Russia with a lot of money, like China, maybe like USA, to get a lot of medal? Uh, they need and they deserve a lot of medal because they pay. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's my point. Yeah. And you adapt the rules of the anti-doping to be straight, okay, but with all in the in the in the racket to to give possibilities to get the medal the medals that you deserve because you pay. That's only the problem because you have there, there is a simple uh, uh, choice now. You uh, have to govern to to organize a sport with medics or without medics. Oh. If you if you allow sport with medics, corticoid, vent, uh, salbutamol, etc., it means there are th- a lot of holes to to cheat. And okay. all, yeah, and, and Jerry, I just want to on that. I mean, I, I we we've had on 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 the show Jennifer Say and John Nichols, the dad of uh, Maggie Nichols, uh, Jennifer mm-hmm. Say, of course, a former U.S. champion gymnast. Uh, who was behind Athlete Day, the, the absolutely terrific documentary, documentary film. Um, and it's, we've seen, for example, the, the abuse of young athletes, young girls yeah. um, in American gymnastics. Now that, you know, they said, oh, well, it got worse when the Romanians came in, the, whatchamacallem, the, I just blanked their names, just right now, so it's the Carolis. But it was yeah. always there. It was always, always there. And it still is there. Um, what price, what price can we put on our children's health and well-being, Thierry? Uh, because my son is playing rugby. I'm going to ask you about rugby in a moment. My son yeah. is playing rugby and you know from today. And, and I enjoy watching him play. But I also know that, you know, if he really wanted to go on and play the top level and play like a interprovincial in Ireland or in the, like, you know, Pro 12 or something, he's going to have to do something to stay at that level. Because, yes, there is something for me. There is something simple that goes wrong on, on those rules, specific in the Valieva case. Because I can understand that the case won't suspend Valieva because some because it's age, because the time of the analysis of the of the samples, okay? But it means that nobody will be suspended. So it means if you put a minor, a, a young boy or girl, under 17 maybe, if you put the, the, a young boy or girls on the competition, you are the coach, you are the medics, you are maybe the president of the federation, and you are responsible of, of, about what can happen. It means if there is something wrong with, with this boy or girl, you can be suspended. You president, you doctor, you coach. Right now, but they'll never do that, though. They'll never do that, Thierry. No. I mean, I mean this, no. we, we've seen that. We've seen that from cycling. I've seen it in rugby. I've seen it in boxing. We've seen yeah. it now in ice skating. When I, you know, all along, I was like, coach needs to be banned 
banned, banned. Yes. No two ways about yes. it because it's a, it's a duty of care. You can't. Yeah, if you're trying, is, if, the, it, this is the big problem, for example, in cycling, because all the peloton in cycling is uh, leading by some uh, ex-doping or ex-guy uh, linked with doping case in the car for the, the sports director. There are a, a lot, a lot, maybe, maybe a majority of guys linked or uh, concerned by uh, some doping case in the past in their career. And there is, uh, the, 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 there is especially the, the case for uh, Pogacar, for the team uh, of Pogacar, for UAA. Who, who's the, who's Fernandez, yes, that's right. He's the director sportif. Uh, yes. Okay. Well, one, um, Andy Mack is here. He's compiled a list, and I, I want to ask you just a, a, a quick take on this because we're, we're running out of time on this theory, yeah. and I'm so sorry about this because we're late coming in from the last out. No um, Andy, just read through the list of events and so on that that Russia now are either out of or failing or have lost. Yeah, so we, uh, we, we always say politics and sports should never be mixed. Currently, FIFA has just banned the Russian national anthem and flag from all of its international games, uh, and future games will be played at neutral venues without spectators. Uh, they have said that they will be able to play at the World Cup, um, but, you know, say not final. Um, so we've got Aeroflot, Manchester United, pulling out 40-odd million uh, of sponsorship have been there, um, you know... Their, 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 their partner for, what, best part of a decade now? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Formula One, Sochi, gone. Uh, they've pulled out from that. We've got Czech Republic, Poland, and Sweden. Obviously, the game, uh, Russia, in the playoff against Poland on March 24th in Russia. Uh, Poland are saying they will not play, and Czech Republic and Sweden have both said they will not play if Russia progresses. Um, not even at a neutral venue. Champions League finals been stripped May 28th. That's now going to Paris and Saint-Denis. Uh, the Eurovision, if you can class that as a sport, gone. Oh. Um, Bolshoi Ballet has been banned from the UK. Five World Cup skiing events have been cancelled or moved out of Russia for the next season. Uh, volleyball, I think, is the one where they've actually come out and said they are monitoring it. It's due to play this year the World Championships in Russia across ten cities. They've actually come out and said sports and politics should never mix. We are monitoring the situation. They're the only ones. Okay. Biathlon, banned, Belarus and Russia Curling championships this year in Russia, gone. Uh, there's been calls for blanket bans um, against the Paralympians that are due to start mm. next week, I believe. Uh, we've got Germany saying that all bodies, athletes and officials should be banned from every single sporting event, starting with the IOC. Uh, and then we've got, obviously, Mr. Abramovich's issue where he's had to pull out. And then the big issue for me is we're all saying sport and politics should never mix. But then we have all these athletes that are making political statements uh, before, yeah. after, and during games. So, where's the line? We've, well, we've had certain tennis players, certain footballers, all coming out making statements. I'd say every single game I watched uh, this weekend had some, some kind of statement. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I know that. Like you know, some protests are favoured more than others. Okay. Let's. We we'll just. That, that's just. Let's call a spade a spade. But Terry, given what's happening right now. Um, the world of sport has to be cautious, has to, you know, the, the Formula One has gone from Sochi as well. For now, for mm. now, there is under, like, advisement. But it, it is, you know, we can't be feeling too hard done by, you know, given what's going on and until there's a resolution, this is kind of a, a fair yes. punishment. For, for, for example, I talk, uh, I talk today with a friend uh, working in the Olympic uh, movement in, uh, in Lausanne, okay, 
and they are they don't know what can happen in the, in the next day if we only speaks about sport okay they are hanging on the phone all days because there are some competitions for example some uh, qualifying tournament now and they don't know if they have to throw out russia if they uh, th there is only the the teams or the the sportsmen or girls that they are taking their responsibilities so it means that the ioc have to maybe to organize a a, a, um, a meeting and to take a strong um, decision and a decisive an historic decision i think in the next day they cannot only uh, um, uh, stay with the last statement that we condemn the the um, the, the the aggression the war uh, in ukraine because if they don't do that um, they, it will be a big big pain shy case you know oh, they can they can, they can be go. they can be they can be thrown out by a, a wave i think this and see what they, what i i have an awful funny feeling what they're going to do is say We'll leave yeah. it to the individual federations to decide. They'll, yeah. they'll look at cowardice. And as you said, Thierry, the IOC are looking to say, who are the big, big... Money? Okay, Russia are not top of the medals table, but they still win a heck of a lot of medals, which means a heck of a lot of money has to go into it. And uh, Russia and most... Well, okay, here it's you know government money that goes towards it, same as in Ireland and so on. So... They need to and the moment, be there. And the moment that everyone needs clarity, this is the moment where they're meant to step yeah. up and they never do. Yeah, I, I, they, yeah. They, this, you know, at least FIFA said, this is what we're going to do. And then, you know, they, 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 it's not kicking down the road. They actually will try to do it. So, Derry, on that, we will have to, to leave that there. But again, you know, I'm delighted to have you on. Thierry, would you like to stay on for the quiz? Yes. If I can say something, at least. I think I, I have a proposal Go on. that for the Eurovision uh, <laughs> contest, okay, if uh, Russia uh, don't have any uh, any candidate, yeah. they can switch with the Irish, oh! singer, maybe you, Alan. Yes, okay? yes. And it will be far better with the Irish singer than with a Russian group on the Eurovision. Oh, Thierry, you know? Thierry. <laughs> oh. yeah, we, we will record it in the studio of Alan Singh. <laughs> yes, yes, this yes, is yes. my dream, my dream to sing. Oh, Thierry, thank you. Merci beaucoup. Okay, Thierry, I know we're going we're gonna to hang up on you now and we'll come back to you in, in a moment uh, for the quiz. Thank you so, so much, as always, Thierry Villery. It was nice to talk with Communism FM. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. I'm okay with that communism. I've called worse this week. Okay. Of course, that segment was brought to you in association with Match Business Consulting, uh, Russia's number one sports business consultancy. Okay, we're going to go to the break right now, coming back with the Big 550 quiz. We're going to go out. What we should be all doing, walking on the moon. And of course, we have to shut up and dance. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
лучшее завершение уикенда на Capital. Join us on a journey from the beach to the dance floor. Chicane presents Sunsets. Каждое воскресенье в 11 вечера провожаем отличный уикенд. Встречаем новую неделю. Okay, welcome back, folks. We are going to have to race through our big five fifty quiz right now. But uh, just one quick word: uh, get well soon to Elena Miakova. Uh, her team, Hellsbrona, lost two one down in Napoli yesterday in terrible weather conditions. She's quite ill today. She's sick today from that. So, uh, Alina, get well. I know she'll be back on with us next week. So I know she's listening to us as well. And of course, Nasia, a very happy uh, one of one of our uh, good colleagues' twentieth birthday. Yeah, I, I or yeah, twenty. Yeah, that's right. So, Nasia, very very happy birthday to you right now. Uh, and we're going to go on to the phone line. Just make sure everybody is there. So I'll say, uh, Andrew Flint, you are there and awake with us. Just about, just about. Very good. Okay, uh, Thierry Villery, you are back. Yes, yes. On on Capitalist okay. FM. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I had to say that. I had to say that. And uh, Peter P, you're there with us. Present indeed. Very, very good. Okay, we can't get hold of a double N right now, but we have Annie Mac in the studio. So uh, we're going to go like this. It will be Annie Mac. We'll get the first uh, toss. Um, that sounds strange. Uh, then we'll go with Peter P. We'll go with Thierry. I'm, I'm being very, very poetic right now. Uh, and then, of course, we will go with Andrew Flint. Okay, so we have uh, three. So uh, I'll explain the very, very first one because it's quite an interesting one. It's one that actually a lot of people have written in. <laughs> Andrew, do not look at this. Annie Mac is looking at what I'm, I have here in front of me. So a lot of people are looking I can at... can read that writing? <laughs> I doubt it. Okay, right. This one is uh, for you, Annie Mac. So you have to give me the country, okay, the country and then the team that you think is a team. All right, so you ready? Um, yeah. Okay, so Thierry, <laughs> you'll, get the, you'll get the song, so it's a, the club song for the team, okay, club song for Here we go. So, Andy Mac, here you go. Okay. <laughs> Why? Right. Why do you do this to me every time? Scotland. <laughs> Scotland. Yeah, Why? <laughs> Scotland. <laughs> I, I, I'll say that it's Scotland straight away. German. <laughs> it does sound German. Okay. All right. Scotland. I'm sorry. Get that away. So I'm going to give Andy five points for that because of the punishment. The team. Uh, Rangers. No, it's not. <laughs> You'll have to listen to a bit more of it. <laughs> It's a Heart of Midlodians. Heart, hearts song. So there you go. It does sound like it, it Rangers. Sounds exactly like <laughs> it the song that's not allowed to be played any longer. Yeah, there you go. All right. So that. that, <laughs> that, that no, it'll be easier. I promise it'll get easier for you. Okay. So now, Peter P, this one is for you. Okay. So here we go, Peter P. You ready? Yeah. I'm listening. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Okay, country, Peter P. Country. Let's go with that first. Uh, it, it, it's it's in Africa. It's in Africa. I'm giving you chances. It's in Africa. Oh, oh. all right. Uh, how about 
the good old country of Zimbabwe. <gasps> well, how did you guess that? <laughs> of course, because I, I knew it. Because I knew it. Well, actually, it's wrong. It's South Africa. <laughs> it's South Africa. I'm so sorry. All right, have a guess. Have a guess of the team. Have a guess of the team name. And. Denalo. <laughs> <laughs> Third week in a row, he's gone for It's Amazulu. Amazulu. There you go. All right. I'm Excuse so... me, you're a, you're a what? You're a <laughs> Amazulu. Okay, so here you go. Now, this is Thierry Villery. So, Thierry, the country, I'm yeah. certain you'll get it. The team will be a little bit harder, but you will get the country. So, here we go. <laughs> Okay, country. Spain. Spain. Oh, no, no, no. No. No, no. It's Italy. Italy? Italy? Oh, okay. Sorry. (laughs) Are you sorry to me or sorry to Italy for calling them Spanish? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the music sounds like Spanish, you know? That's, oh, God, that's that's like kind of like they all sound the same. (laughs) No, I know, I know, I know. No, I'm joking. Okay, so it's, it's, it's Italy, okay. It's a it's a Serie A team. Uh, okay. It's not Roma. It's not Juve, but it's another okay. very very so big. I think I think it, if it sounds Spanish, yeah, maybe Napoli. No, no, Inter Milan, no. Inter Milan, Inter Milan, Inter Milan. Okay, yeah. I don't know. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you give it. Listen, you give it a good guess. You give it a good guess. So you're at least yeah. you're on the right continent. You're on the right continent, which is which oh, is yeah. unusual. <laughs> Our guys usually don't get the right continent. So, okay. Uh, so that was Andy Mack has he he's he's, he's got a, a, a sort of a giveaway five. Uh, okay, Andrew Flint, this one is for you. All right, uh, you will enjoy this. Right. So uh, here oh, we go. And, and this this one was actually it was quite hard for me to find, but. I eventually got it. So here we go. Oh, right Christ. here we go. Here we go. Okay, country. It's in Africa as well. Uh, <laughs> ah, right. That that kind of throws a spanner in the words of my guest. Um, <laughs> well, I'm going to go the good country of Zimbabwe this time too. Do you know what? That is absolute genius. Genius. Because it's not right. Yeah, because it's not right. It's Nigeria. It's Nigeria. So, it's easy on the same continent, but I did say it was in Africa. You say Dinama. (laughs) Okay, don't say Dinama. Okay, uh, what's the name of the team? Name of the team? Uh, I was going to say Dinama Hearts of Oak. I'll go with Hearts of Oak. No, it's actually... Oh, that's Ghana. Oh, bloody hell. Yeah, it's... Kano Pillows. Kano Pillows. No, it's Enugu Rangers. Enugu Rangers. There you go. So Andy Mack is on five points. Right. Quickly, here we go. Missing word round. Okay. So first, Andy Mack. Uh, <laughs> you like this one. Okay. Um, England. No, I'm not going to ask you that one. No, that's that's not fair. Okay. That is not fair. Bielsa sacked by Leeds after what? Uh, translation error. <laughs> I'll give you two points for that. <laughs> poor run, poor run. Okay, Peter P, this one is for you. Ireland, what it, Italy in rugby's Six Nations? Ireland, what Italy in rugby's Six Nations? Uh, demolished. Embarrassed. Do you know what? I'm going to give, uh, I'm going to give you six. I'll give you yeah. seven points for that. No, I'll give you I, seven I, points. I, I, figured, I figured sucking up to you would work. 
Yeah. <laughs> Counterpass, oh, counterpassed. Okay, Thierry Villery, this is a nice one, okay? Yeah. England are to what? <laughs> England, Sorry? <laughs> England are to what? So, so many words. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of words are coming in my head. <laughs> Do not say them all on air. <laughs> oh, they are, they are, they, England, England are too fair. Ooh, that that is said. He said he's lying because he's laughing now. At the second level. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Is that England are, are too much for Wales? Very good. I'm going to give you seven points for that. So you're eleven now. Okay, Andrew Flint, final one for you. All right. Uh, here we go. West Ham keep what from the door? West Ham keep what from the door? It's for me. No, this is for Andrew Flint. No. Okay. Uh, oh, Christ. Um, not sure, really. The bubbles? No, I'm going to give you two points for it. Wolves. They beat Wolves yesterday, 2 0. Wolves from the door. Oh, okay, God, no, right. Jesus. Right. Today, yeah, yeah. So Andy Mack is on seven points. Uh, Peter's on seven. Tier's on seven. And Andrew Flint is on two. Right. This is Oddman out. This is Carabao Cup, okay? I'll make it as easy as possible for all of you, okay? So here we go. Uh, right. Just tell me which one's the Oddman out. So we're going to race through this right now. Liverpool, Man City, Aston Villa. Liverpool, Man City, Aston Villa. That's for Andy Mack. Um, Liverpool. No, it's Man City. They've only lost one. Whereas the other two have lost four apiece. They're the top uh, three teams in, in, who've appeared there. So you're finished on seven points. Okay, Peter. Uh, Wolves, Birmingham City or Leeds? Wolves, Birmingham City or Leeds? Uh, <laughs> Le- uh, Leeds. No, it's Wolves. They're the only one who have not ah. lost in a final. They're two and zero. Birmingham City two and one, and Leeds one and one. So you finish on seven. Thierry Villery. <laughs> okay, Thierry Villery. Here we go. Right, Liverpool, Liverpool, Man City or Aston Villa. Liverpool, Man City or Aston Villa. As. <laughs> <laughs> I say Liverpool. Woohoo! <laughs> Ten points for you. You were going to win no matter Thank what. You. Yeah, they have t- appeared in the most finals. Sorry. Okay. Andrew Flint, final. You win one. a beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Andrew Flint. Uh, Rochdale, Swansea City, Blackburn Rovers. Rochdale, Swansea City, Blackburn Rovers. Uh, Blackburn Rovers. No, it's Rochdale. They have appeared in one final and last year two have appeared in one final and won. So, our winner tonight for La Belle France following up on France's 36-17 thrashing of Scotland yesterday, Thierry Villery, it was well worth coming oh. on because you are champion this week. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> uh, what, is, what is the price, uh, Kalashnikov? <laughs> no, I'm going to bring you some Russian vodka when I visit you in a month. Yeah. <laughs> Thierry, thank you very, very much. And a, 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 sort, a sort of special thought to Ukrainian people. Good. Okay. Good. Yeah. We're going to, let's, let's just like get peace back on the table and yes. that's yes. the most important yeah. thing. Okay. Thank you, guys. Thank, thank you, all guys. Uh, and, and Andy Mack, thank you very much. Thank you, you. Okay, folks, we're going to go out right now um, to the, uh, well, to a new week. We're going to play out with uh, an interesting one, and I hope you're going to enjoy it. So we're going to go out right now and uh, talk with you all, of course, next week. And, um, well, all I can say is that it's been a tough week. Uh, we have gotten through it. Um, and I've just noticed that actually we don't have a song to play off at, at the end. So we will uh, go straight right on the hour. I've just noticed that there is a bit of an error in our, um, how do you say, our... 
play this. Yeah, so Ireland to play. So we will talk just on 11 o'clock and go straight out then to the left court break and then straight through to uh, tomorrow. So what I will say from here is that um, everyone just take care of yourselves, take care of each other. Uh, remember that uh, life is, you know, for a living, life is short. So the most important thing is that we just go out, take care of one each other and uh, just know that things will get better, okay? That's all I can say. Things will get better. Um, Andy Mac, anything you say? I think you've wrapped it up very eloquently there. Yeah. And I mean, we, you know, we, we're as here as uh, foreigners in Russia, we're like, we're getting, of course, calls from home, uh, you know, asking 